Normally you remember occasions like, oh, I remember last Christmas or last Thanksgiving. I couldn't even remember where I was or what I was doing. So much so until in 2019, I actually spent Thanksgiving in Arizona with my siblings in the other side of my family. And I had no recollection of that until I saw a memory come up on like my Snapchat. And I was like, I went there in 2019 for Thanksgiving? Welcome to the Code of Confidence podcast, where we have candid, encouraging, and uncomfortable conversations around confidence. I am your host, Desi Inspire, the empowerment juggernaut, also known as the Confidence Queen. And we're here to crack the codes that are keeping us from tapping and stepping into full, complete confidence. And guess what? We're now creating our own. So let's get started. The wound is the place where the light enters you, a quote by Rummy. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Code of Confidence podcast with your girl, Destiny Inspired, better known as the Confidence Queen, aka the Empowerment Juggernaut. And I'm excited that you guys are back to join us. Listen, this episode of Washington, it's a little later than normal, but guess what? It's right on time because what I want us to tackle when it comes to confidence and the codes that we programmed ourselves to believe around that is when it comes to our own healing. That's right. When it comes to our own healing, baby, I know the holiday season just passed Thanksgiving. We're going into another holiday season, which we call Christmas. Those who celebrated those who don't, but we want to talk about healing for the holidays. <laughs> Healing for the holidays. So I want to start off with my own journey because I always feel that the best way to help people process what they're going through is to show proximity to what someone is going through. So for me, right, this holiday season was a small win for me, actually a big win. And anyone that coaches with me or are part of my mentorships or programs, I always talk about celebrating the small wins. And the importance of that is sometimes we see this picture and this image of who we are supposed to be or who we want to be or a goal of that we that we want to achieve. And because we're so strung out on trying to get to the overarching goal, we dismiss and discredit the process and the progress that we make along the way. So that's why I always harp on celebrating the small wins because those are like the milestones and baby steps that you take. So you might not have gotten to Z yet, but when you look back and you're on C, you can say, you know what? I'm not at Z, but I'm also not at A. And it gives you the motivation and the strength that you need to keep going. So a small one I want to celebrate and also share that brings continuity to this episode healing for the holidays is um, this year, Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you why it's important next, but this year, Thanksgiving, I even posted on my social media channels how it's the first year in about four years that I didn't grieve through it, sleep through it, or try to grind my way through it, right? I didn't grieve through it, I didn't sleep through it, and I didn't try to grind my way through it. Meaning every year during the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or what we call Christmas, I've always either tried to sleep it away, you know, just 
try to sleep as long as I can or wake up and just keep going back to sleep as if the day is not even existing. Or I will try to, I'll not try, but I will grieve through it, meaning just be overwhelmed with so much anxiety and sorrow and sadness, you know, or I will try to grind through it, like work through it. You know, this is a season where everyone's making money with sales and Black Friday and you know, all of these things. So I would focus all of my energy on just working, creating things, content, just whatever I could find to grind my way through it. I would. And on the rare occasions, I've tried to create new um, things like traveling, you know, intentional traveling as if it wasn't a holiday, just solo travel to get my mind off of it. Right. And so this year was big for me because I didn't do any of those things. And the reason why the root of that starts is those who know me are familiar with my movement. I talk about um, being divorced, right? And this year, December makes four years that I've been divorced. Um, and so I want to start with my background because this gives continuity. I come from a very strong faith background, which I love, I adore, and I honor. And I'm so grateful for because it it's made me the woman that I am. Um, and I won't say, but, and a part of that upbringing and background is we didn't celebrate holidays, right? Which is cool. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me to this day. I, I've never really celebrated what we call Christmas. Um, you know, I just haven't, um, because I wasn't raised doing it. So it doesn't really occur or affect, affect me to do it, which also is where a lot of my grieving comes in at, as I keep going, because for all of my life, I've always been in church, Right. Uh, been in church during the holidays like Thanksgiving is, is a special occasion that we would have so growing up I spent my life in church during the Thanksgiving holiday going to church we would still eat at church or you know we might fix food at, at the house but you know we didn't like do the whole Thanksgiving celebration type thing that we do in the western culture which was cool again I didn't care like that was my tradition with with my church family going to revivals um, you know conventions convocations but then I got married. And so now I have another family. And so with having another family that now became another tradition, a new tradition, spending time with those in-laws on the holidays. Like that was a tradition for almost seven years that I was in that relationship. So it became a part of me. It showed me another way of life that I didn't previously know and that wasn't accustomed to that I became attached to. So I became accustomed to something um, and then became attached to it. So then when I got a divorce, it was difficult because now I also was not directly associated with my, my, you know, my childhood church and, you know, all of that. I kind of took a step back away from that. And then I'm also not in a relationship anymore. So now 20 something years of tradition and of a new a custom that I've adapted to for seven years is all gone. So now on this day where everyone's celebrating family and friends and they're together and they're having a good time, I'm sitting there alone trying to figure out what the, excuse my language, what the hell is going on right now? Like, how did I get here? So you can understand my feelings of grief and grind and, and just sleeping through it because I didn't know how to process it. And so when I say healing for the holidays, we have to acknowledge that not everybody celebrates holidays and then not everybody is happy during the holiday season, whether it's dealing with the loss of loved ones that you remember during holidays or the loss of family, the loss of relationships, right? The loss of things, whatever that is, the holidays aren't always that moment that we, we celebrate 
That's what society shows. That's what our social media shows that everybody's in an amazing mood, happy. But there is something called sad, S-A-D, and it's literally called seasonal affective disorder. And it happens during a certain time of year, usually during the colder months when the weather starts to change, you'll notice your mood change. You'll notice your your attitude and, and just how you respond. You'll notice it start changing. For some people, this really affects them, right? And for me, I was one of those people. So much so what's interesting is I read, wrote an article and it's out. I'm going to add the link in the description below, but I wrote an article um, for rolling out publication, rolling out one of the largest urban publications that there is. And it was called um, Destiny Inspire Reveals Six Ways to Beat the Sad, S-A-D, Holiday Blues. But what's interesting is when I was approached to submit this um, this uh, opposite editorial to the publication, it was something that I myself was dealing with. They wanted me to uh, share something like with mental health is something that would help people as a life coach that I could share. And so I shared this, but it was also because it's something that I also dealt with in that that season of my life. And so I wanted to help other people with things that had helped me. And so I want to share with you some of those things. So maybe you are someone where you need healing for the holidays, right? Maybe your, your spirit, your soul is just, it's not, it's not where it could be, right? And so maybe you're somebody who you would love to experience healing for the holidays. We always say home for the holidays and home is where the heart is. But everybody, everybody's heart doesn't always have a home during the holidays. And that was me. I felt like I didn't, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't even know how to tell people I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't know how to be around people. And I realized that I also suppressed my memories because when I was thinking, I was like, what if I've been doing every year? I could never remember. I didn't know where I was, what I was doing. And normally you remember occasions like, oh, I remember last Christmas or last Thanksgiving. I couldn't even remember where I was or what I was doing. So much so until in 2019, I actually spent Thanksgiving in Arizona with my siblings in the other side of my family. And I had no recollection of that until I saw a memory come up on like my Snapchat. And I was like, I went there in 2019 for Thanksgiving. I completely almost erased the memory. And it was an amazing memory. It was amazing. But I do think parts of that I still grieve through when I was alone. That's the thing. And because I grieved through it when I was alone, when the memories came back up of being married and, and potentially having a family, but also having my extended, you know, in-law family, I would, I tried to suppress it. So I actually had a great 2019 with my, my siblings, but because I had not healed through that still, I couldn't even remember that memory which I hate it because I love my siblings so much. They're amazing. David, Bonnie, Dequisha, if you guys are listening, my siblings in Arizona. So I'm going to share with you six of those things from this article that I wrote, which I'll drop the link that I want to help you with. Or if you know somebody, maybe you know someone and you know that holidays aren't the best for them. You know that they're not in the best mood. You know maybe they lost somebody. You know that maybe they're still dealing with something. Because here's the thing. Grief isn't always grieving the, the physical death of someone. I was grieving the loss of a life that I once had. I was grieving the loss of what may never be, right? So grief comes in many different forms. You see, I have on my God Plus Therapy shirt, shout out to God Plus Therapy, um, because sometimes it takes that, right? You can have God and still have therapy, whatever that therapy is. And the God Plus Therapy, of course, we have professionals who are, you know, clinicians and, and psychologists and psychiatrists who are there to help us. But sometimes, even with this brand movement, sometimes certain things are therapy for you. Healthy things, healthy outlets, right? So 
Let's dig into these six things. Y'all know I always try to give very tangible and practical tips. This is the code of confidence where we have encouraging, candid, and uncomfortable conversation around confidence. It's hard for me to be confident during the holidays if I'm still internally worn with myself and with my healing, right? And so one, fix your focus. Fix your focus. It all starts in your mind. What you think is a reflection of what you say, right? then what you say has the power to shape how you feel. Think, speak, feel. What you're thinking becomes what you're speaking, which translates into what you're feeling. And sometimes, even if you don't say it out your mouth, it can go from your thoughts to your feelings. So when you feel these feelings come up, whether it's a holiday season or any season, you have to immediately fix your focus and be able to take charge and control of your thoughts, emotions, and feelings. Like you have to be self-aware. Self-awareness will always be one of the greatest keys and tools that you can use because you have to be aware of you. How do I feel in this moment? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling angry? Be aware of that. Now say, how can I shift my focus from the negativity of what I don't want to feel and resonate on what, what can I, what can I be grateful for? The last episode was on gratitude. What can I take in? Even though I may not have what I want or who I want, I can still know that I have me. I have life. I have people that love me. I have an environment, even if I don't put myself in it, that is supportive of me, right? So fixing your focus. And then with fixing your focus, I can come with affirmations. If you need to affirm yourself, I said, I am now walking in the manifestation of my affirmation because I would always say I am healthy. I am whole and I am healed. Those are my affirmations, but I was walking them out by faith. But now I get to see a full manifestation of what I was speaking as the affirmation, right? That came with fixing my focus and believing that I would receive what I was hoping for because I was also putting in the work internally, right? Putting in that self-work to do it. Two, create a new tradition. Create a new tradition. Like that's what I've had to do when I started trying to travel. I try to just create a new tradition, right? Create something different. Maybe you don't have the same traditions or the same people or whatever. Create something new. Start something different that can become your thing. No one has to understand it. No one has to, you know, get with it. But whatever will make you feel better during this time of healing, right? You don't have to focus on what you lost. You focus on what you have left, right? Fixing your focus and then create some type of new tradition. Um, give back. Sometimes you feel better when you give to others, right? During holiday season, there's so many people that don't have food, period. Not because nobody invited them over to eat, but because they don't have a home to go to physically. They don't have money or food, literally. So taking the time to think about those people, it makes you a lot more grateful for where you are. It gives you a better perspective of what you do have, what is left. So find a way to give back. There's charities, there's churches, there are movements, there's nonprofits. There's people that you know that may could need some type of encouragement or something that you have to offer that you can help them with. So give back, volunteer your time, your talent, your resources, your energy. Four, avoid isolation. Isolation is dangerous. For me, I would intentionally just isolate myself. I don't want to talk. I'm not answering my phone. I don't want to be bothered. But I would allow that isolation to last too long. Every now and then you need separation, but we put ourselves in a state of isolation and the enemy knows if he can isolate you, he's got a better chance of destroying you, right? That's a trick, a tactic that the enemy uses against us. 
Because if he can isolate us and start feeding us lies and feeding us negativity, we have nothing or no one to help us counteract that, right? We have nothing or no one to come in and, and help us dispel those lies of that we're not good enough, we're worthless, self-esteem, right? We're not capable of something, confidence, right? That it'll always be like this, doubt, self-doubt. So don't, don't intentionally isolate yourself for too long. Separation sometimes is good. We all need that. We all need to sit with ourselves and reflect within ourselves. But intentionally isolating ourselves for long periods of time, it puts us back into that dark place and we're left with our own, our own thoughts, right? So five, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Don't exhaust and stretch yourself thin this season. If you don't have the money, don't spend it right? If you can't do it, don't force it. If you can't afford it, don't find it, right? If you can't make it, don't force yourself. Like, don't overdo it. Do what's enough for you because also what comes in during the season is the stress of finances, how to please everybody, people that you don't even like, people that will never like you, people that you're trying to impress and you will put ourselves in, into depression, into uh, financial strain over a day, a few days that we have to take years to recover from. So don't overdo it. Be, be at peace within yourself with what you can do and what you not even can do, but what you don't want to do. I just don't want to do it, right? That's okay. You've got that right. Six, the sixth and the last thing is practicing self-care. Self-care is more than soaking in a bubble bath. That can be a part of your self-care. But self-care is multi-tiered and multi-layered. So I've, I've went to therapy, right? And when I was, um, when I was in a particular therapy session, my therapist wanted to do like a self-care assessment. So let's do a self-care check. I'm like, girl, I don't need that. Can we, let's get to some, some deep stuff. Let's get to some real stuff. Girl, I don't need, my self-care is good. I take care of myself. But she gave me this assessment and it broke down different tiers and dimensions of self-care that I didn't even know existed financial, mental, emotional, like different areas of self-care and then examples of all of those things. And I was so shocked at how much I did not have self-care in. And there was no right or wrong answer. But once you tally it up, you had asked yourself, am I okay with this? Does this sit well with me? So you would be amazed at the self-care that we're not giving ourselves in different areas of our life. Because Social media is told us self-care is just go get a mani-pedi. And those are good. They feel good. But there's so much more to taking care, of, taking care of yourself, even physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, self-care in each of those areas. Because when you take care of yourself, you feel better about yourself. When I take care of my mental state, I feel better. I think better. I live better, Right. So self-care is an important, that's, that's the sixth, that's the sixth step where it's our sixth tip. And there's many more. This isn't law, right? This is just something that I provided that I wanted to help with that. I, I wrote what in 20, 2018 for rolling out, right? For an article that they wanted to do. And so I wanted to share this, right? And the definition of SAD, which is real seasonal affective disorder is best defined as a disorder that occurs when the seasons change most prevalent in the cold ones or on the offset on the on the onset of fall and winter, during this time, one may experience a peak, right? More than usual, a peak in irritability, anxiety, and depression, right? Now, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a social worker. I'm a life coach, a confidence coach. So I implore you to connect with those other resources that you may need in addition to maybe a coach or a mentor that can help you, right? 
And I want us to be healing for the holidays, right? I want us to really take time and look at what we're doing, the hustle and bustle and say, am I really living through this? Or am I just living in it? Am I getting stuck in this feeling or in this emotion? Or am I just going through the motions of a routine and not really doing a self-check to say, how do I really feel during these holidays? Because we get busy with gifts and planning and meeting and gathering and hosting that we neglect our own feelings. And feelings are not bad. We can't let the way we feel affect the way we flow, which one of my coaches used to tell me. But we also can't be dismissive of our feelings because feelings are indicators that something needs attention in our lives. So what's the code for that? What's the code that you've held on to during not just the holiday season, but through any season where you have not regarded your feelings as valid and they've been affecting everything else? They're affecting your healing. Because you cannot even heal what you're not willing to reveal. You cannot have a healing season without a revealing season. And all through the year, things are happening in our lives that are revealing areas in our life that we could use some more help. Areas in our life that we probably aren't really okay. Areas of our life that I don't call them weaknesses that are areas of opportunities for us to grow in advance. I believe, I decree, and I declare, and I speak that I am walking in the manifestation of my affirmation. What is your affirmation? Mine was, I am healthy, I am whole, and I am healed, or I am healing. Now I can say that I'm, I'm living in that. I'm no longer saying it by faith or speaking it into in the atmosphere. I'm believing it in my subconscious mind, and because I'm beginning to really believe it, I'm beginning to do the work necessary for it to manifest. Are you healing for the holidays? What's your code of confidence for that? Can you confidently say that? That not even just for the holidays, but today and every day. I want to hear about it. Write in the comments. Let me know your thoughts. What are some tips that you may have that can be helpful? Subscribe to this. Share this with someone that may need to hear it. I appreciate you even taking the time to listen, to watch if you're on YouTube. Right? I thank you. Leave a review. If this is helping you or have helped you in any way, if anything that's been said has touched you, Leave a review, child, girl. We trying to get we trying to get the numbers up. We trying to spread this word. We trying to get this out so women who need it, even men. But y'all know that's my my heart is for the women, right? So share this, right? This episode is sponsored by. I had, I had sound effects, but it takes too long to reach them, right? This episode is sponsored by Empower Fit Lifestyle. Empower Fit Lifestyle, right? That's also part of your self-care, your physical health, right? Empower Fit Lifestyle is where we help you fit into the life that you not only desire, but that you deserve. Not fit into an image on social media or society, but fit into a healthier, holistic life. Visit us, empowerfitlifestyle.com for your fitness equipment. Baby, we got the glute bands or hip bands as you call them to work on your lower body baby get that body tight get it right get it healthy get it where you need it to be i love you i'm praying for you i'm coaching i'm mentoring you i'm loving on you shop your empower fit lifestyle gear honey we just had an amazing black friday sale but if you go and sign up you'll still get another 10 percent off okay I love you. Happy holidays. Happy healing for the holidays. 
Subscribe, like, share, comment, all of that. I don't want to overwhelm you, but do all of it. Pick one, but do it all. I love you. Destiny Inspire, signing out. Bye.